Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we continue our off-season of fantasy football talk. And we're kind of in that little, what Jeff would say, this little boring little lull between Super Bowl and free agency where there's not much going on. So got to create topics. So, but today, top five players to avoid. You got any good ones? Any bold calls yet? I don't know how bold they are, but I, I feel good about my picks. It is people that I will be staying away from. So whether or not they're bold, they're true. <laughs> how about you? Yeah. Well, before we get into it, we should, I'm going to explain it a little bit more. Like, okay, we're not... I'm saying to avoid, like some of these players I'm saying to avoid, actually most of them, none of them I think are bad players. It's just players you need to avoid based off, I don't know, maybe injury based off of how high they're going to go in the draft. So it's all those kind of things. Like None of these guys I think are just going to be absolutely terrible bottom of the NFL, you know, in scoring or anything like that. It's just different factors have me staying away from them. I don't know about you, about the same kind of idea? Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so I'm going to, let's see here. We'll start off with you. Number five, Jeff. Who is your number five? We'll go five to one. We'll see if we double up on any of these. I'm sure we'll have probably one. I think we'll at least have one. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, my guess is we'll have a couple. But uh, I'm starting off number five. And once again, to reiterate, um, I don't know if he'll completely fall off, but he's going to be too too high for my taste as far as where we draft him. And my number five, unfortunately, this is the year I completely stay away from LaShawn McCoy. So there's always that talk about a player getting too old. I try to balance that in my head. Obviously, athletes are built differently. Some are made to last. Some get hit a little a little less than others. LaShawn McCoy has just finally hit that plateau where he's had the worst yards per average. It was still four. It was still fine. And he still had 1,100 yards. But he has been rushing the ball a ton. And he, this was actually a year he stayed healthy for the most part. But I, I just can't believe that is going to continue. I, I don't like where that team is at. Um, he's got to be thinking about his future a little bit. And I still think if, because he finished seventh, he's still going to be drafted relatively high. And there is a ton of running backs up there. So I'm going to completely cut bait. And I'm going to stay away from LaShawn McCoy, even though I love the guy as a player. Yeah, and that's I didn't put him on my list, but. I like the reasoning behind it because it's it is not even I'm not even going to say he's going to have a bad season because he still could be perfectly fine, but he's going to be what thirty this year, and I like to get away from a running back like that before they fall off. I'd rather not. I don't want to get them the season that it all breaks down for them, and that's what seems to happen with these running backs. You don't know when it's going to happen, and all of a sudden it just does. And if you have to spend you know, a high draft pick or a lot of money in an auction draft for LaShawn McCoy, and he just, this is the year it all falls apart for him, it, you're going to be in bad shape. You can't, that's a it's a tough miss for you have your number one running back to just fall off like that. So definitely agree with it. And I'm, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting to where he's going to fall in these drafts because there's a lot of, like that range of players, you could put anybody anywhere. I'm just hoping he drops a little further into the, you know, low teens for running backs and like the Delvin Cooks are ahead of them and maybe even Devontae Freeman's and those kind of guys because feel more comfortable with them. I'm looking at ranks right now and right after McCoy are players like Mark Ingram, 
Jordan Jordan Howard, Mark uh, Derrick Henry. Are you more comfortable with the guys below him in this rank, or are you going McCoy? Like a Jordan Howard, I think you'd probably go Jordan Howard, right? Yeah, I probably would go. I probably would go Jordan Howard and Ingram. I mean, I like Derrick Henry too as a breakout guy, but I think he's going to probably go a little higher than that. To be honest, when when the season begins, I think he's going to gain a lot of steam and a lot of hype. Um, but yeah, I, I would take those guys because I mean, the truth is they're just younger, um, and I kind of like the position they're at better as well. Ingram, you know, even though he's not going to be the primary back, you know, he's going to be splitting with Kamara. Uh, that offense is deadly, and those guys are staying healthy because they're going tandem. There's no one else there. They don't even have a passing game in Buffalo right now. I think it's a, a dangerous place to put a 30-year-old running back. Yeah, hopefully he falls enough to be a, a running back too. And he's he's right at that borderline right now. So Yeah, and I, I probably probably wouldn't say this either, If and we've talked about this, if the running back position wasn't so deep, which if it was this year, I probably wouldn't put him on this list. But running back is going to be crazy deep, and there's going to be a lot of young guys that are going to finally get their chance. And you know, if if I get down that low, I guarantee you know McCoy probably won't be there. I think he'll still be a you know a first three round guy for sure, probably top two, um, because someone's going to fall in love with him because he's so consistent. Uh, but there's so many other options out there. All right, my number five, maybe it's obvious. I mean, it could it's probably obvious. I'm going to avoid him, Jordy Nelson, and I wouldn't even I wouldn't have even put him on the list. But then I pulled up the current the early, early consensus ranks, and he's ranked 17th. And I, I I can't do that. I don't know why you – I don't want him to be a mid-tier second or running or wide receiver two after what he did last year. And people are going to say it was because Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. But, okay, why – how could Devontae Adams have a great season like he did? Why is – I mean, Jordy can only be relying on one quarterback. That doesn't mean – I don't feel like that's a good sign for him. And if you're drafting him as a – Wide receiver two ahead of, I mean, Mari Cooper, ahead of Des Bryant, ahead of Stefan Diggs and Larry Fitzgerald and all those kind of guys. I just, I can't see it happening for me. I'm going to completely stay away. I just, I don't see the the comeback season happening. I don't. I, I just, I, I think he's going to be 33 years old. I, I kind of think it's done as Jordy Nelson being a top tier wide receiver. So I'm staying away from him. Yeah, once I 100% agree with you. He actually made my list too, but he was my number one. And it, it's, it seems harsh, but you look at his numbers, and I know people are going to start gravitating towards him. It happens every single year. You're going to – exactly what you said. You have Aaron Rodgers back. Look at everything they do together. But he was coming off an injury, and now he's out of sync with Aaron Rodgers. They have a lot of talent there. Uh, which you already talked about Adams, but you know, you even have further down the list, you have Geronimo Allison and, and other wide receivers that have proven themselves. Um, I just, I, I think this is the moment where you just once again, cut bait and run because I think it's too dangerous to draft him where you would have to, in order to get him. Yeah. It's not like he, he wasn't hurt last year and he played, he played and he just did, he did nothing. Yeah. He, and you could blame, you could blame Brett Huntley, but I think, I think your point is, the best one you can have. Basically, every other wide receiver outperformed him. Even if Hunley is that bad, the number one wide receiver shouldn't disappear completely. No, not I me. Mean, not to the extent that he disappeared. He didn't fall from a wide receiver one to like a wide receiver two or three. He fell to like a wide receiver six on a team. Like, 
was yeah, that bad. I mean, literally, you could have just dropped him, and you don't even had to worry about yeah, it. It was it was it was terrible, and I'm just staying away. And I guess you're definitely staying away, number one. So it's definitely a good one. I just, especially after seeing his rank, I'm just no way. It's not he's not going to find himself on any. He's not going to find his way onto any of my teams. Not a chance. No, and <laughs> I know too. This one's going to probably get us guff because if you look at the numbers, what he was doing with Rogers before he got hurt. He was, you know, he they picked up right where they left off. But with the age and I mean, at some point you got to slow down. And I, I'm telling you, this this is a an extremely dangerous place to to draft a, a wide receiver that has had injury and in, issues and is aging very rapidly. All right, who's your number four? Number four, um, I, I think at some point, no matter how talented someone is, you have to just admit when they just can't stay healthy. And my number four is Jordan Reed. The guy is a supreme talent at tight end, and I know he has the the opportunity to just have a huge workload if he could ever stay healthy. You have Alex Smith there, which bodes very well for him because he would use the tight end a lot. You saw that in KC with Kelsey. So I can see everything lining up where people are going to want to give him one more shot. The guy has never played an entire season, though. He got 14 games uh, a few years ago in 2015. Other than that, it was 12, 11, 9. And then last year, he only had six. Six games. So even if you do get him late, he's such he's such a tough player because you're always going to be wondering if you're going to start him or sit him the day of Sunday. And I tell you, that is that headache is not worth it for him. I, I, I think you should just avoid him entirely, go after a different tight end, maybe someone with a little upside, and just, you know, wash your hands because unfortunately his, you know, it doesn't matter how talented you are if you're not on the field. Yeah, I'm – Hundred percent, not drafting Jordan Reed in any league next year. I didn't put him on my list, but there's no way he's. I don't think he's going to find his way into my top ten rankings to start the year. It's just, he gets hurt every year. Exactly, and it's too bad too because in the tight end position, they desperately need top tier guys. And if he was going to stay healthy, he would absolutely be in that. We should we could even say tier two, and that's probably. You know, if you put Gronk and Kelsey in one, and then he would definitely lead up number two. I mean, that's how good the guy is. But it, it just doesn't matter, and it's really, really upsetting for such a shallow uh, position. Yeah, it just there's no <laughs> no way can you draft the guy. That's why. Yeah, again, not saying he's a bad player because he's not. Just this is this is why he's be a, he's an avoidable player. <laughs> you avoid him. All right, my number four. I'm going to throw out Jared Goff here. And the reason behind it is, again, looking at early rankings, and Jared Goff finds himself eighth right now. That puts him ahead of Matt Stafford and Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, Andrew Luck, Jameis Winston. I mean, even Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott. I don't, I don't want Jared Goff over those players. And I think the reason he gets inflated to this spot because the Rams were a surprise team, they were a surprise good team, so they were, they were you know it was it was a good story and Goff looked good, but that, I don't think that means he's going to be a great fantasy option because even this past year I think he only finished about twelfth in fantasy ranks, and this offense runs through Todd Gurley, it doesn't run through Jared Goff, so Gurley's going to still get all those one two yard touchdowns, a three yard touchdowns, four yard touchdowns are all going to Gurley, and it's going to kind of limit Goff, where. 
I'm going to want those other guys below him. I'm going to, if I'm in that range, I'm going to just wait and get a Roethlisberger for nothing. If he's really going that late or take a chance on luck or get cousins for sure. Jameis Stafford. I want all those guys over Jared Goff. So I'm just going to avoid him for that reason. Yeah. You're obviously, you're not going to hear any complaints from me. I'm not a I, I, Goff did much better. than I thought he was going to this year. Um, but at ranking him in number eight just seems a little, mm, you know, a little hopeful, if you will. Uh, there's so many guys that are that are coming back from bad seasons or injury that should overtake him. And I, I thought you made a, a very good point about offense running through Gurley as well. So I, I completely agree with you. All right, then who is your number three? Number three, sticking with the QB situation. And I don't think this will be any surprise as I have been very critical of him, probably overly critical, uh, just where he is going to be drafted. But it's going to be Alex Smith. Um, he, he just played his mind out. Uh, this year, number four overall in the QB situation. Uh, there's just, I just don't see any way he can repeat that. And I think that that hype is going to follow him and he's going to be overdrafted a little bit. People are going to reach for him. And he, you know, I mean, there's so many quarterbacks where, where his level are that um, I'm not going to overpay or overdraft for, for a guy of his caliber. I mean, congratulations for playing such a great season but um, he's coming back down to earth and he's with a new team. And we all saw all the limited weapons they have currently. So um, I'm very much not excited about him. And he comes in at number three for me. Yep. He didn't make my list, but yeah, again, it's not a player I'm going to have on my team. And it didn't, doesn't matter that he got traded. If he had, if he was with Kansas city, he would have been the same in my mind. That didn't change anything. There's no way. It's just it's just a one-year bump. It's just a one good year. Everything went right for him. And even towards the end of the year, it was kind of going downhill a little bit. It wasn't it was more toward it was more normal Alex Smith and he doesn't even have he doesn't have the same weapons in Washington as he did in Kansas City. He doesn't have that Tyree Kill out there, Travis Kelsey out there, so Kareem Hunt. There's no way. There's absolutely no way he can sustain that. And I I don't even I don't envision him being a top 15. He's going to probably be around 20th ranked for me. I think it's going to be way down there. Yeah, he'll be high teens for me as well. All right, my number three, little, maybe a little bit. Uh, That's probably the, the biggest name on the list. It's Julio Jones. <laughs> Prepare to get hate mail. <laughs> as much as I like Julio as a player, he just there's something I I can't spend that type of pick on him. He is to me. He doesn't. He's he's rarely been worth it. I think he's had what maybe one season where you could say he was truly worth the high pick that he's been when he's gotten. And I think that's right. I mean, he's been 2015. He finished as the second best wide receiver. Other than that, he's finished sixth twice, finished eighth and finished ninth, which is fine. Those are good seasons, but it's not, I think we still, you're still paying for 2015 Julio Jones it, with his 136 catches, 1800 yards. That's not coming back. And the other problem with Julio He's only had one double-digit touchdown season in his entire career, and that was year two in 2012. In his last four seasons, he's gone 6-8, six, 6-3. Six, that's it. 23 touchdowns in four seasons. Just, that's not top, that's not like people put him as like a top three receiver a lot of times. That, to me, that's not that level, and I can't pay for him. So I'm going to stay away and avoid it and not, I mean, he's going to, have to be a first-round draft pick for people if you want him, and I think that's a mistake. 
from where you're coming at, that makes complete sense. I, I do think that he is probably a little high usually. And I think that I know people will say Antonio Browns or DeAndre Hopkins, but for me, Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in football, but that doesn't necessarily translate as well as it does for Antonio Brown and Hopkins in fantasy. So yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I have a hard time putting him on this list that I'm going to avoid him altogether. I don't think he'll drop to a place where I can get him, but, um, but yeah, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. He, he will come with a huge price tag and you're, you know, if you're looking for a, a top tier guy, um, you're, you're probably overpaying because he is kind of in that second tier with, I mean, as you saw this year, I mean, he put up the same amount of points as like Marvin Jones, Jr., Tyreek Hill, Brandon Cooks, which you paid uh, much less for. Just because of that, I'm going to, I'm just not going to get him on my team. He's, I mean, he's, he's a great player. He's just not, I don't want that to be my basically top pick. So I'm going to wait. It, so, I'm going to, if he gets to the spot where Julio is the top receiver, I'm going running back every time because I will get Keenan Allen or something in the next round, you know, somebody like that and be fine with it. So. Do you know what he is, uh, like the rankings you were looking at? What was he considered? Uh, I think currently he was fourth yet behind Brown, Hopkins, Beckham ahead of Michael Thomas, but I want Michael Thomas ahead of him. Wow, well, yeah. And see, I can see him being, I, and I'm, I have no disagreement really with the rank. I get it. It's just I don't want it. I don't want him there. I don't want th- right because you still have to pay for him there. He's the number one on your team, but that also means typically you you're passing up a number one running back, and that's that's where I like to avoid it. And I know this is the one that's going to give me the most crap, especially we'll throw this like this graphic up on Instagram and people won't have the context <laughs> for it. They won't have listened to the podcast. And they'll just hundred the percent. They're going to call you an idiot. Yeah, and that's probably the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to remind them to listen to the podcast. Get my reasoning behind it. I don't hate Julio Jones. I don't think he's a bad player. It's just I'm going to avoid him based on where he's ranked and based on the fact that, I mean, if he could increase his touchdowns, then then he's amazing because he's still at 88 catches for 1,400 yards. That's that's ridiculous. He just doesn't catch the touchdowns. And it's not like you can say that's a fluke. It's been continually happening every year. So... I mean, just three touchdowns last year. That's crazy. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's, you know, we, he is wonderful, but to strengthen your point as well, there, there's quite a few guys that could, I mean, I won't say easily, but could jump over him. Like, I, I think this is with the regression of the Atlanta offense. I, I think this is kind of what you could see um, from him. Like, he, he scored what in standard, almost 164 points. That seems relatively okay. Like, say he even gets up to 180. You know, like you said, Beckham is coming back. Michael Thomas looked really good down the stretch. AJ Green hopefully bounces back from his, you know, what I call as a lackluster performance, but he was 10th. And then you have Mike Evans that was down there. I mean, there's a lot of very quality wide receivers that kind of had off seasons. So it, it, it would easily, you know, if he's top 10, that's wonderful. But, you know, if you're paying for him to be a top once, once again, top tier guy that you're talking about, Antonio Brown or DeAndre Hopkins, I, I don't see it. All right, who's your number two? Number two, this isn't going to surprise anyone <laughs> at all, but I, I think we just finally got to a place where even no matter where he goes, I'm not going to pick Frank Gore. And he has been a, a love of mine where you can get him super late and he will give you a top 20 running back performance every single year. He is so reliable. But um, I, I finally hit that. If I can't believe in LaShawn McCoy, I'm, I definitely can't believe in Frank Gore. They have to move on from him. Luck is coming back. 
uh, hopefully Mac has to take more of the workload. Um, so I, I just feel like he takes his final bow. He has been unbelievable to watch for a decade. <laughs> um, but he's not going to go on any of my teams just because he's, there's no tread left on the tires. No, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. I don't know. I don't think he wants to retire. He wants to keep playing. But with the new coaching staff, I mean, I really hope they give Marlon Mack a look. I feel like there was something there. Obviously, yet there's he's a few things to work on yet. But I think he will get majority of the work. Maybe they'll bring in somebody new. I don't even know. You know, it's possible. And this is going to be one of those where I know a, a savvy guy that's looking for a a deal on a player will be thinking of him in the back of his mind. But where do you think he's actually going to be ranked coming into this season? Because obviously he's always relatively low because he's, you know, he's been getting older and older and older. And every year we kind of tell it like he's going to be a value pick, value pick. Like, do you think that's still a possibility in his situation? I think I think this is the time. I think people are finally just going to kind of stay away and keep him down in the 30s, 40s. And unless we get any kind of – I don't – yeah, even – yeah, he's going to be down there. I just have that feeling. I think people are going to finally just say it's not happening anymore, especially with the new coaching staff, I, I think. But maybe. Who knows? We might all think that, and then it's still – he goes and does that <laughs> thing where he's just consistent enough. At the end of the year, he shows up. He's like, oh. He's up in the top 20 again, top 15 again. It, it, that wouldn't shock me either, but I just, I don't know. I can't see it happening. He's going to be down there. He's going to be in my 40s probably. So he's going to be 35, and he's been playing He's been playing since he was 22, the year 2005. <laughs> the guy has been killing it. It's unbelievable how long he was able to stay healthy. And, oh, my gosh, it's crazy. He didn't miss more than two games in any season besides for 2010 when he only played 11. That is unbelievable durability from a running back. All right, my number two, my number two, okay. This is another one that did fall off players, put him on the list. People kind of gave me crap for it, and it's going to be Alex Collins. And I'm staying away from it because I, I hear too much talk that he's going to, people wanting to draft him, and I just can't do it. I I, this just reminds me too much of situations I've seen before where you get the one-year player who does pretty decent, but he wasn't even he wasn't spectacular. And this is like a Peyton Hillis. This is like that kind of thing to me. And I'm going to stay away completely. He's getting drafted or getting ranked as a running back two right now, and I don't want him as my running back two because I, I don't think it's going to last the season. I think they'll bring somebody else in. Something's going to happen. I'm staying away from him. He's not going to find his way onto my teams unless he's like my fourth running back. But by the way he's being ranked, it's not going to happen. But there is not a chance I could rely on Alex Collins to be in my lineup if I think I'm going to win a championship this year or next year, whatever that is. So staying away from Alex Collins, my number two player. I know. I, I struggle with him. He, he's a very much unknown commodity. He's still a young guy, and he's the best that Baltimore has. And I think we've had a very similar discussion with this, where I'm just not fully ready to write him off because he did do well in the games he got. He, I mean, he started 12 games for Baltimore, and he was at 4.60 yards a carry, which I, I, looking at these stats, I almost don't believe that. And he, he only had six touchdowns in those games because he actually played, I believe, 15, but he started 12. So it's not like he was a touchdown machine by any means, and He's not that great out of the backfield catching it. Um, 
but I, I, it's the best they have right now. So, I mean, if he if he fell to me in a favorable spot and they didn't add to him, I would probably give him a shot. But like you said, if they do add a running back, I think it's safe to say they're going to use him. So I get where you're coming from, but I'm not ready to write him off quite yet. That's just one of those players I just get a bad feeling about. And right. I'm also looking at the four fumbles. He needs to improve on that. If he keeps fumbling the ball so many times, he's not going to – they're going to – not play him either. Four fumbles is not a good number to have. So just something about it. I get a bad feeling that this is going to be just kind of a one-year thing. We've seen a lot of players do it, and I just – I think maybe Alex Collins is – that's what he's going to be. So, All right, so we've already had your number one. Yep, so all we got is left is your number one. Who do you have? My number one is going to be Cam Newton. What? I'm staying away from Cam Newton. Unbelievable. I totally got burnt by this one, saying this pretty much last year. And now you're going to go and now you're going to watch. You'll actually be right. And I will have bit the bullet to one year too early. Why do you think that Cam Newton's going to fall off? He's ranked number fifth. I can't see. I'm going to avoid this guy at number five all day long. And the reason is, too, he ends the year maybe in a, with a good rank. But the up and down nature of it is going to lose you too many games of fantasy football. And you can't, you don't know when it's going to happen. He's going to have the down game in the playoffs. He's going to lose you. He's lose everything. Because he has a, he'll have a forty point game and he'll have a ten point game. I'd much rather have the guy that has two twenty five point games. I don't want the guy that goes forty and then goes ten. The twenty five point guy is going to give me two wins. The forty and ten guy is going to get me one win. They get the same numbers at the end of the day, but one of them got you two wins, the other one got you one win, and it looks good when you see the final numbers, but it's just not to me. And I, I'm going to avoid him because I just I can't stand that up and down nature of how he has some of these just complete down weeks. It's just going to kill your season. So going to completely avoid Cam Newton. Not going to play him. Not going to draft him. There's so many other more reliable options I'm going to take ahead of him. So especially when he's ranked number five, I am just I, ahead of Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees. I don't want – I'd rather have those guys. They're just consi- – Watson's going to have big weeks, but like Brees is going to be consistent. I, I don't want Cam Newton. I don't know about you. I yeah, can't do it. Staying away. Yeah. Well, you know I'm not going to draft him, but the, the one reason I really thought that this year he was going to fall off did not come true. I thought that his rushing was going to go down, and this guy, I mean, in the beginning of the year, could see that they were trying not to rush him, and then they just like threw that out the window because they realized they couldn't win just let, not having him run around in the pocket. So, I mean, in the last four games, and obviously this is down the stretch in order to get in the playoffs, but... He had 11 rushing attempts, 14, 14, and 11. Like, obviously, they, they're letting him do what he needs to do in order to win, and I thought maybe they were going to hold him back in order to try to keep him healthy and have a very long career there, but he's not the same player. So I'm thinking they're going to just let him do whatever he needs to do, which, you know, in my mind, obviously helps his stock get back to where it needs to be. I'm with you, though. Fifth is way too high for me, and I also kind of have the same – strategy as you as far as I would rather have a consistent quarterback than this up and down guy especially with Cam Newton who is the epitome of peaks and valleys so I get where you're coming from but uh I I just it burnt me too bad so I can't get on your bandwagon this year well like with Cam he finished fifth and then you look at some of the numbers here as it goes he gets 14 one week then he gets 20 then he gets 43 then 17 24 16 39 15 13 so he's majority of those are in the lower end of games. And then he has a couple big games that really boost his stats. Then you look at a guy like Ben Roethlisberger who finished ninth, 
But this is how he ended the year. He goes 21, 37, 38, 22, 32, 22, 20. So he has all these like 20, these low 20 games. He has a couple big games, but not like the 40 level like Cam did. And yet he only gets ranked ninth because of it. So it just, I don't, I want that more consistent type player. I don't care if they finish lower ranked. Like even, I don't know, there's just, I can't, I can't go with Cam Newton. I'm avoiding him at all costs. He's not going to find his way into any of my teams. Yeah. And I, I think you find too, especially with some of these ranks, they, they value rushing touchdowns more than passing touchdowns. And it does skew with things a little more because they love rushing quarterbacks. Um, meh. But yeah, I, I love where your head's at. But once again, that was a, a year too late if it happens. Well, all right. I think that's going to do it for the players to avoid. But next week we'll be back. I might We might do the mock draft next week. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. People seem to like mock drafts, even though we don't know free agents and we don't know where rookies are yet. But maybe we'll throw one of those together next week. See what we're thinking. I think that'll do it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week.